Do you know what a cockrow is? Oh, um, Sorry, cockrow. Yeah, hyphenate that word. Where are you going to put the pause on that word? Because we can turn it into several other combinations. Well, when I first read it, I'd never heard it before, but I, I thought it was I thought it was cockrow. And I was like, what's a cock? But it's a cockrow, so I'm assuming yeah. that the, the, the rooster I've crows, been, right? So the fact that you've been rowing cocks up into a certain point. <laughs> yeah, all right. on you, <laughs> <laughs> um, All oh, on no. you. Rowing in a sea of cocks. You ever that in the... <laughs> and you stopped it on a dime. You ever finish your sentence? You're like, let me just move on. Because that reminds me, it reminds me of the yeah. South Park of Mr. Garrison's like writing the story and he keeps writing about penises. It's like a red, it's like a redwood forest of penises. You know? I thought you would say when Mr. Slave like swallows, who is it, Paris and Hilton like whole? No, no, he puts over butt. Yeah. It's not connected to cock rope, but like it's not not connected to... Jesus, Jesus Christ. I mean, if you're going to South Park, like everything's a half beat off of a dick joke. We'll find a way to we'll find a way to bottle caps from South Park. Okay. I was like, something. please don't include me on your like <laughs> your cockrow, whatever no, no. aka you're no. gonna add into there. Cock crow. Yeah. Cock crow of X. When the crow would cock would be morning, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The cro- when the I was oh, saying I- when the cock would no, when the cock would crow, not the <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't calling it cock row. <laughs> it sounds like baseball's like we got baseball's murderer row. It's like we got baseball's cock row. And like these are the big dicks of baseball. The big yeah. Look at uh, Sandy Koufax scratches nuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a new series. We got a giant size series, and we got a whole bunch of tens. Yeah, we reached the tens. And thirty-three point six. Docs and a docs uh, shout out too. Yes, yes, you're right. Yep. Super. Sure that, they're shooting at our show because yep. nobody else is doing this. Before um, they do <laughs> <laughs> our show. It all adds up if you factor in that we are also comic books. So continuity doesn't mean anything. Right. Nor does timing or space and time. Because, again, Kate shows up. Way yes. More <laughs> That's that right. Show up. And, and not even in her own title. So, again. Like, wait a second. For me, I don't mind it because different costumes and different people, but I don't know about you if you're still enjoying. Wait, did you read it? Did you read it in the order that I had set had them out, or did you read it? Yeah, in... I, I went down on it. No, don't relate that to Cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> Someone don't don't edit this. This is a filthy episode. I mean, if you do, make sure like you're getting as much laughs on the internet as possible. But yeah. we have the we have the hard copy. Yeah, I'm saying for <laughs> So we know how it actually played out. Unless this is, the, is going to be a long, hard agent, night. Isn't you're it? the agent of chaos. I'm screwed. Um, yeah, I read it in the original order that you threw it down, which was awesome because like Lockheed is automatically like back with everybody. Like yeah. I got to, we read Giant Size first, right? So yes, that's right. Because I, I usually put them in the order that they uh, come out, right. and then we arrange it for this. Yeah, because like some have. A better tie-in to each other like yeah. x-men 10 happens to be the prequel to empire which is the new event happening in marvel yeah can't wait yeah 
about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's start with the new one. Hellions number one. This is what I was super excited for because it's Psylocke's second shot. At, yeah. Uh, Save your excitement because it's also sinister second shot. It's it's to quote sinister, sinister's marauders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, this is this is the closest we're gonna get to Marvel Suicide Squad. I think even more so than X Force. This is like literally. these guys are really expendable. Like we're yes. not even sure if they want to bring them back through egg. Yeah, and it's, so it's a small group of mutants. Uh, well, that sorry. I was gonna start off how the book starts off, but the team. Well, yeah, we'll start. We'll just go how the book goes off. The small group of mutants, uh, Night, Nightcrawler, Havoc, Wolverine, Banshee, Rockslide, taking down some illegally transported weapons for the Hellfire cult. This is the cult, not the club. Right. Uh, Havoc seems weird, right? He seems possessed. Kind of, but like I also said he seemed like a badass after. So he's finally taking down the last bit of goons. And over in the distance, I guess another goon has a rocket launcher and just blasts it right where Havoc is. And he, he snaps, essentially, right? Like, he gets up and it's only half of his costume on. Mm-hmm. But the way that he, like, starts seismic blasting, like, different goons, like, he goes to the temple to some of these guys. It's just insane. Like, I've never seen him to this level of fuck it. He's, um, what was, this is, they're, they're showing shades of him being, I can't remember who it was that possessed him. There was some... I can't remember what it is. Female entity that possessed him, and they got rid of it. But she's still—I think this is her kind of still showing that she's in, yeah. got some control of him because he—he was doing some. You're saying some unhavoc like things. It's cool to see him though. <laughs> Super cool to see. And then to your credit, it comes back later when he's talking with Scott, and he still feels like he's possessed by something. There's something deep in him, right? So he's perfect for this team that they're now assembling. Yeah, that's right. I think it was the I think it was the goblin was it the goblin queen that got into her? I think something like that. It was, it was, it was definitely doing something else because he's super busy on his cockro. Um, That's right. <laughs> uh, break. Two other people in uh, the chat can leave a comment for Coke. I just like the uh, the co- the conversation between Sinister and Exodus about the Paulettes. <laughs> And like this was like the shoulder pads. <laughs> the first time we get back to the Kokoa Council in a long time, right? So mm-hmm. it's always the, these talking heads, literally shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, their perspective is always vast, smart, and hilarious. If you're looking at like the sinister side of it, this is great. He's always great because he just he just starts talking about whatever he wants to. Anybody and everybody, which is whenever amazing. things are going on, he's just like. <laughs> what happens to be this time? He's just talking to Exodus about their shoulder pads, right? And then <laughs> when you keep growing new ones every time I see. You. He's there. Bigger. But he happens to be the voice of reason for this new team of yeah. like maybe it's their mutant like given right for them to like want to kill and kind of like e- exercise the levels of their mutant abilities because they literally have a murderer's row of exiled mutants that they've been keeping, I guess, in the pit too. Yeah, they're like sh- they're like shamed. Um from being a fun free mutant. So I wonder if orgies, right? So. so I wonder if, like you were saying before, maybe at some point Sabretooth joins this team, right? If he's still to be the failsafe, and then you have that whole Psylocke Sabretooth problem. That's true. Very true. Like that's gonna bubble up sooner or later, right? Yeah, maybe but the guys there. Did we talk about? Red, sorry, maybe with an Omega Red twist on that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, the, the the group is empath. Um, he's there. They, they explain why they're all there too 
Yeah, I wrote a little blurbs about it. He he was making a cat fight essentially yeah. just for yeah. that joke. He was making two cat-based mutants fight each other. Right. <laughs> but he's there's a report about him too, and he's basically like a fucking emotional psychopath. Yeah. Not to mention a psychopath. With his empathability, he's always been able to affect how other people view and talk to him. So he's never really felt consequences for all the fucked up shit you assume he's been doing to like people and mutants, which is like he's he's the seven psychopath killer to a T, right? Or the Zodiac killer. Like there's a lot of deep rooted shit there that I hope they expand on. Yeah, because yeah, he like you're saying he's he's never felt any consequence for anything. He just he's always done what he wanted. And even yeah. on even on Kirko, he just does what he wants. So And change the reaction to the people that'd be mad. Yeah. And there's a nanny and orphan maker who are violent with uh, Beast and Angel unless they're together. They're, these guys are... Orphan maker's dummying Beast and Angel. Like, yeah. Not even breaking a sweat. And a... I, yeah. Sorry. Is like orphan maker just like an overgrown child? Like a super powerful mm-hmm. overgrown child? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. And nanny kind of just controls him. Like he's like, like the only one that he'll listen to. Yeah, an uh, a egged version of Modoc. <laughs> so this would be the good the good side if Modoc is the devil side or the bad side. Yeah, I can't remember where they're from, but they've been around. They've been around too long, but it's been. They're just they're one of. That, this is cool about this book is they throw some some a whole bunch of guys in there that you haven't seen in a while or haven't yeah. even probably even heard of. Like deep deep somewhere in the world, someone like flipped out of like, oh, for maker and nanny, like they were so yes. happy about this like deep cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> absolutely. Everyone else is hitting the internet like, who are these fucks? And then there's a wild child who's basically just off their meds, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah he's been burying his meds, right? They've been. Yeah, they, they're just trying to like. He seems like a, a junior saber tooth. Yeah. Himself. Just like a feral beast who's playing by his own rules. Yeah, they've been. Yeah, they he, they Sage and and Cecilia Reyes have been giving him uh, drugs to keep him dormant, and he's been burying them. So he ends up attacking them. He's like, okay, well, that's not been working. <laughs> yeah, you're you're part of this team now, and same as Scalp Hunter, who can't stop killing Morlocks. So. Yeah, that, I I gotta read his backstory. Like he seemed like a super badass, but like his intro is the warlocks show up and they're like this is the anniversary when you kill us all and he's like oh yeah and like cocks his gun and starts yeah. trying to kill him again <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a lunatic he um i think we can say that about everybody in this book fair enough yeah because they're all yeah exactly but, but he seems the most level-headed if that makes sense like later well, he's on most, he he's some, definitely the most focused yeah he, he made some credible <laughs> threats to a, a certain um team members that i was like oh i'm not gonna fuck with this dude yeah no he's yeah yeah so, um, also sinister. Excuse me, sinister. Yeah, sinister. He's putting it together, right? Yeah, he's still hilarious. I wrote, and um, I loved his quote of "Everybody unclench, please." <laughs> yeah, <I'm glad. laughs> like Scotty's poopy pants. Like he was, he was on a roll of quotes that I was enjoying this run. Yeah, but he puts the team together uh, and assigns Psylocke as kind of their their babysitter. Really, that's what he says. Which is their leader. That's the whole Captain Commander thing that we saw from Magic and Cyclops. Now, yes. Sinister and Psylocke have the same sort of connection. And this one's a little more tumultuous. And Psylocke still wants to know who the fuck she can trust, let alone if she can trust Sinister. And then um, when they bring Havoc out to join the team too, Scott like shits a brick. Because they, did, they didn't tell him. He was like, why yeah. do you know his brother? 
you put my brother in the circle of judgment without telling me? Like, yeah. yeah, but Havoc had not told Scott that he literally almost broke rule number one from Krakow and killed a whole bunch of humans. So. Killed all, yeah, which Wolverine hasn't even done yet, so. It's come close. Yeah, it, yeah. Which was amazing in the first couple of panels. It was Wolverine stopping Havoc from making that final. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, it's like when he's telling you to, yeah, when he's telling you to chill out, it's like, okay, well. Which, in a few titles, like, Wolverine's coming off as the voice of reason, which is nice because, like, his wisdom is finally showing, shining through. Like, he doesn't feel like that same animal that, yeah. like, has forced to, like, play by other people's rules and he can't. So, like, there's a growth to his character that I'm enjoying. Um, we'll talk about it more when we get to his title because I don't know if it's the same growth. But in other titles, he's really treated maturely and... Like, even in X-Force, he's still talking to Domino about, like, the ramifications of coming back, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he like you said, he's he's matured a bit until he sees, like, guys like Omega Red and shit, and then he just loses his stuff. Because you're right, he's he's been through a lot, but he's he only goes ballistic when he goes into, like, his berserker rage. And that's, he's not always mad, right? <laughs> just Or a different type of heated when he sees G, which we that's, yeah, there Yeah, yeah. Back uh, to... Get, Back to, yeah, back to Hellions. Um, yeah, they, they get their first mission as the Krakoan Suicide Squad. Uh, is, to, is to destroy Sinister's old clone farm orphanage that the old marauders are holed up in. And it's weird, they all, not weird, but they all have a little, um, like, keepsake memory of an orphanage. So they all talk about, like, how they can't wait to go basically, like, blow it up. Because yeah. n- none of them have been treated right by orphanages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Wait, what am I no, it was it was cool. I liked in this the team interactions too. The pages after the quiet cancel stuff, when all the team members are just kind of talking to each other and stuff. And well, that's yeah. what I really liked Scalp Hunter because he makes a threat to Empath to say, if you ever fucking mess with my mind or any of the team minds, or I get a fucking hint that you are, I'm gonna put a bullet between your eyes. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. <laughs> and in the same regard, um, Scalp Hunter goes up to like wow. Wild Child is like, don't worry, I got it. Like, I'll help him get on the ship or whatever. And he tries to like pat him on the back, and Wild Child turns and like starts <laughs> back, right? So, I love the dynamic they're already setting up between a few characters. So it's not gonna. It's like they're not X Men. They're not New Mutants. They never trained together, right? Like this is their last line to like get out and get free. Empath makes a, like a little joke about like finally off Krakoa in these fucking trees, right? Like he can't. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Like he's not having the best fun as everybody. No. Is, so. No, uh, there is a. I think it was Sinister who wrote this. There is a, therapa- or a therapeutic value in the carnage of this team. So the, the missions that they go on, they're not just sending these guys out to die. They're sending them out there as almost like uh, recovery. Right, but I also don't know if they're sending them out there to kill. Right, like I keep looking at them as a junior X Force, but these guys got to be obviously way more expendable, but like way more hush hush too. Yes. Yeah. Like X Force is already supposed to be a Black Ops team, but they've been like Black Ops recon. These guys seem like fucking Call of Duty. Like we're going in to kill motherfuckers. We don't care. Right. Well, the, the missions so the, they are. They wrote to the mission. The mission should allow. This is right from the 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 book. Is the the mission should allow these problem mutants to express themselves in ways frowned upon by polite society. In this freedom, perhaps they will find healing. Right. So that's that's kind of what they're hoping for. Is kind of get it out of their system, basically. That's why you love Psylocke so much in it because, like, she's the most fractured of someone yes. that's constantly trying to get over her past. But she's the only one that's not in the doghouse, so to speak. It's it's weird that these guys. This isn't the new Exiled comic book because this would be a perfect title for it. 
It would, yeah. Uh, Hellions, but uh, I'm excited to see Havoc do some things that aren't brother related. And the fact that they're pulling him from Scott, you know, at some point there may be kind of a standoff between the two teams. Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah, you're right. That'd be cool. And it tests his allegiance, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I like him in this because I, li- I'm, I, I enjoy Havoc. Um, he doesn't really get much time to shine anymore. So it's he nice to see him in a, in, a, in a team that he really doesn't, he looks odd in. Yeah. Like the group shot of them, he looks he looks out of place, which is cool. Uh, as I was gonna say, uh, we get a shot of the first villain of the the team. Um, I thought it was Mystique at first. It's not. It's Madeline Pryor. There we go. Um, which uh, is the, pretty freaky. Yeah, Jean, Jean Grey's clone, home, right? Though. Yeah. Th- this run had a lot of Rachel Summers too, though, if I'm correct, right? So like the whole Madeline Pryor, Rachel, Jean kind of. It's funny that these three are now getting bigger spotlights around yes. the same time. Um, but you, well, you got to love the Summers connection family because it's fucking deep. And yeah. <laughs> these guys seem to be steering directly into that turn. If you, if you think about it, they, like the whole um, Dawn of X stuff really does center or revolve around the Summers. Yeah. In a lot of ways because they're, they're all there. They're, they're the only family that lives on the moon. And that was why X-Men for a while was my favorite title. They were just exploring like how all these guys work and live together and like all their past baggage brought to the front for, and then like Wolf, uh, like Logan basically being like uncle to everybody. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause he lives with them too. Right. <laughs> it's such a weird fun dynamic, but yeah, now it's, it's really going into, I guess the second tier of the family tree. We know what Logan, uh, Cyclops and Gene are kind of up to for the most part. Now we really get to dive into Madeline Pryor, which I wasn't going to see coming. Cable with his own title. Rachel who's now making appearances all over the place. Sure, she's Vulcan. also going to be an X Factor. Vulcan, yeah, Vulcan, who's we'll get to him like amazing. And now yeah, he's, yeah. Havoc in Hellions, right? It's, That's right. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so they yeah they they bump into Madeline Pryor at the orphanage, and that's how it ends. So it's just one issue. It doesn't really give you too much, but it gives you a good idea of the t- what the team dynamic will yeah, be like. So. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. You know, I'll always love my my bad guys doing good things and my my Quanon Psylocke book. So she needs a good one too because the last one was not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, started off great. It ended way worse than it deserved to be, especially for a limited run. Like, yes. Only like, yeah, what, I don't know what, I don't even know what the purpose of that was. It was just a... Maybe just to get uh, you wet to these characters you're going to see again. I was going to ask if you're expecting to see... Uh, X-23? No, but your head's in the right spot. So you can answer both that, and then I have a follow-up question. I, I can't. I'm, I, I'm, she, I don't know where X-23 is. She's not in any of these books, but I don't... It'd be cool to see her in, like, um, the New Moons or something. She'll eventually show up again. Yeah, she will. Hopefully she'll I show up. If you're expecting to see Hellions versus Cable, Cable with his own title now, and Silac with her own team. Yeah. Um, if any of those swords will cross again, because they were working together in the Apoth, Angels, yeah. <laughs> Apoth debacle. That's right, that weirdo thing. Anyways, uh, Marauders number 10 is next up. Um, Forge. That's Forge, four. yes. It, it was it was kind of funny. The <laughs> intro is with uh, Sebastian Shaw com- complimenting Forge and Temple on how they're able to create aged whiskey in a day. Which is insane. Which is um, fucking cool because it's like I'm surprised Sebastian Shaw and Wolverine aren't better friends. <laughs> yeah. They should be amazing drinking buddies. Yeah, even even though he's a piece of shit. But. I mean, Wolverine's not that much better. 
No, I know, but at least he's got a bit of a... Uh, no, I can't say that, because Shaw, Shaw's got charisma, too. He's just an asshole. Yeah. And Wolverine's, Wolverine's a dick. Yeah. Um, but he's super happy that they aged a 50... Yeah, you're saying a 50-year-old uh, whiskey, whiskey in like a couple of days. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Tempo just ages it herself. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, just like, there's a still of, like, Forge's face of, like, I could be doing so much of my time right now. And... <laughs> Right after, like, Storm Storm pops in, he's like, hey, Forge, we need you. And he's so happy to leave this fucking <laughs> Basically, um, the Russians have found a way to steal his tech and use his power dampening as a weapon against mutants. Right? He's like, fuck, let's roll. That's right. And one of his old coworkers at the U.S. government had a, they found out had a photographic memory. And that's how he was able to replicate Forge's tech. Right? That's so, how- yeah. Yeah, the, um, I was gonna say uh, the stakes are on. It, it's uh, marauders to the rescue, or to the the war, or to the set sail. What's What's nice about this is what's nice about this. Is it kind of answers our question: is where the fuck all these power dampeners are coming from? <laughs> yes, because it was. I wasn't mad not knowing where they came from. It, it seemed like already a credible kind of weapon against mutants. But everybody had them. I was like, how is how is everybody at wall? Because this guy, it's just manufacturing. Like we'll come to learn how like deep the Russian government is embedded with the opposition. Yep. Um, I just like how before we even get to like the war with Russia, we get to go back to the, the Krokoa quiet council and Emma has a messenger for her, Sophie to talk about where she actually is while everyone else is meeting. So that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. I like that little scene of everyone kind of like, where the fuck is she? Like she needs to be sitting here. especially. Yeah. And the other one is rattled as Shaw. Yeah. Someone else like, oh, we, we get it. And yeah, all right, cool. Well, let her know. Let, you know, what does Magneto say? Yeah, he gets the best line of just like, Sophie, tell the White Queen to leave none to tell the tale. That's like, right, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Magneto, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, he keeps it real. Um, and then we get these nice heartfelt back and forth moments between, in an email, Kate sends to Nightcrawler. Yes, that's right, yeah. So like my, another way, my fuzzy elf. Yeah. <laughs> another way to bring Kate back up to like the forefront and to see how angry and upset she is about like not being able to go home to Krakoa. Like she can't use the gates. She's stuck on like this open seas, but like she feels like she's like an anchor to like this mutant revolution. Like she can't be a part of it. So it's weird because it's we still don't understand why she can't go through the gates. Why right. she can't be um, resurrected like so many questions with specifically her so you can see her frustrations easily right like all of my friends and family get to do this one thing and I can't the fuck yeah and why no and there's no answers to why I can't yeah and all yeah the smarter the smartest minds assembled can't figure out why I'm special this weird way um, but anyway Emma Emma is missing the quiet council meeting because her and the marauders have hacked into Madripoor's government are taking down a freighter of the dampening tech. The war's on. Um, yes. There's a nice little throwaway line about they're in, I guess, the, the, south, the south Arctic or South Pacific. And one of the Russian sailors says, iceberg straight ahead. So the reader already knows what's happening. But the captain's like, there's no icebergs in the South Pacific. Like, no. that's impossible. What the fuck you talking? And then they roll up on two. How'd you like that? Hey, rolling up on two Omega levels, just chilling. Like, what's well, up? Well, this is like, that's the best ice team. You got Storm and fucking Iceman just yeah. chilling on rock. It's like, you can't go rock. And to your credit, this has been, um, Cockrow, uh, a good run of Omega level mutants that I never got to really dive in with. So, 
the fact that we get these two up front from Marauders is great. Yeah, it's awesome. And we find out um, that we find out about um, what's her name? Emma's secret vessel. Yeah. It's been hiding called the Mercury. It ends up, it's a, it's a fucking UFO. It's amazing. Like, so <laughs> And a great shot of like, the, like, you see the ship embedded in ice, thanks to Iceman. And then yeah. the UFO just like opens the bright light. <laughs> it's yeah. like, this could have been in a completely different comic series, but the fact they've thrown this in randomly with uh, Marauders of all things is fucking awesome. Emma's good. And how'd you like the, um, uh, her titty tactics? Oh, that was amazing. You jumped in front of, I was going to say, uh, ask how you like Bishop's new costume and haircut. Cause this I don't is like another, his haircut. Another switch to throw off the reader of time, I guess. And I guess. I don't like his I haircut. I have no idea where it's going, but he, this is his third change, like, recently. Yeah, because yeah, cause he, he had one, he had the, that one outfit. With number nine, he had a new an outfit. Yeah. And still rocking the dreads. But now he's got the now he's got the fade, he got the ball fade going on. It's like no, 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 no. Jimmy Butler going on and Heat Red too. Yeah, I prefer him with I prefer him with the dreads. I actually didn't know who he was at first. I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw the the mark over his eyes. It's like, oh, okay. Branding. I do like that he's embracing the red though. Sir. I do like that he's embracing the red. Yeah, Red Bishop, man. Yeah. Um. And same with Kalisto, who's now rocking all white, even though she's still got Morlock dark ties. Yeah. Anytime she's uh, trench coat up, it's usually all white. I wrote Emma's a badass. Her tactics to stop the troops were both amazing and admirable. And I can see why Scott keeps getting caught up with her. Oh, yeah. Because she, she, knows, she, she knows what she's got. And what they don't have to see. Yes. There was a nice throwaway line of, when everyone is thinking the same thing, it's easy for her to attack more people. Yes. Well, that's, so, uh, I was just going to say that's, that I, I really liked how uh, there was a reason for her to like, yeah. there's a strategic reason for her to show off. Her yeah, it was, yeah. It wasn't just salacious or like, I'm going to show my tits guys. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 No, she's like, she, cause she tells, yeah, she tells Pyro like you were saying. We're from the, um, Oh God damn. What was that video series where you would get a free t-shirt if, and beads if you just flashed your boobies, where oh, the girls gone wild or whatever. Yes, like it, like so. There's some sort of connection to like girls being like, "I'll show your boobies," and dudes being like, "Yes, yes. I'll give you plastic or whatever you need right now," in order for that to. And to you got you got to think too. These Russians are stuck on this freighter, and by the looks of it, there aren't any other females there. It's all male soldiers. So they who knows how long they've been out there. So you see yeah. this blonde bombshell come on and she unbuttons her top and they're all, all these four soldiers are lined up like, oh we're we're hoping one of the soldiers doesn't have to play cockro and yeah. the, the odd the odd stick on those lonely nights. Yeah. So yeah, very easy to get it distracted by another omega level Emma Frost, right? But yeah, but it was cool because she yeah, they she did it at once so that she can control them all at once and they gets them to all shoot shoot each other in the knees. On the bridge, Kalisto's already um, kind of stopping the captain before he self-destructs the, the whole ship. And Emma's plan to for the Russians to pay for all of their sins isn't to just kill them. It's to wipe their memories for the last month and kind of anytime they awake, if they have nothing but warm thoughts for mutants or any humans that dare exist as an oppressor to a minority, gay, disabled, trans, it doesn't matter. The thought of cruelty at, to those that are different from you will make them physically ill, which is <laughs> and awesome, yeah. Which is, yeah, which is fucking awesome. 
Yeah, psychotherapy for the right reasons for psycho. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the great shot of the <laughs> the UFO dropping them down into the middle of Russia, like it's, yeah, square or something. <laughs> and then blowing, yeah, blowing up the freighter. And then you find <laughs> out that uh, you find out that Daniels, the um, Forge's old colleague, the one with the photographic memory, they get him, they extract him from the freighter, obviously, and then they set him on the golf course with with mask there. Which is funny because we saw a mask there earlier sure. when um, Callisto was gonna, or Calypso was gonna join. I just, I just don't remember if he was playing with anybody. Like, he wasn't. He was by himself. Okay, fair. So it's awesome that they got a partnership because he says so, that nobody else likes playing golf. Yeah, because so it's it's kind of like a, it's like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a Krokoan, um retirement home. I was gonna say retirement home, but what's what's the other one for like snitches? Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, witness protection. Wit pro. Yeah. It's like a wit, it's like a Cohen wit pro thing where they just kind of, okay, here's your golf course and you're going to stay here and you're, you're golf, the... you guys will be fine. Yeah. No, yeah. no, look for you here. So what I'm, what I'm interested in now is if, how many other characters are going to join these two? <laughs> I don't know how, how long this will last. This, uh, at least four. They need a full, um, golf team or set. To yeah. The four, the foursome. Yeah. Another, uh, little Easter egg is Christian Frost is the one driving the ufo that's right and yeah he doesn't drive it by normal means he's found a way to play a piano and that be the the way to drive the ufo so just a fun way to like kind of bend your mind on this world again like it doesn't have to be so linear of like oh of course you would assume they'd be in a, a pilot's chair and have like a joystick kind of thing it's like nah, no you can play a piano that works you know that's how i get around <laughs> i wish he played that song and they like toured off to I get around Beach Boys. I get around. Yeah, that'd be great actually. Well, um, we'll you get yeah, you get the studios. <laughs> excuse me, and then you get at the end you get the the five attempting to revive Kate again. Yeah, fuck Egg because he calls her. Kitty. What's that? I said fuck Egg because he calls her Kitty and says oh, we can't bring back Kitty. That's and right. That's the one thing we've learned. Her name's Kate. She's Kate now. There's a new version, but. But uh, Professor X also seems to be out of ideas too and tells them to take a break. It looks like they're going to actually plan for a funeral for Kate Pride, which is insane. Yeah, which, yeah. Sucks, but... Um, we will see. We don't know what it's going to be, but it, they're definitely preparing for the worst. It is comics after all. But anyway, that's, that's how it ends. So we'll move on to Excalibur number 10. Again, another war. Yeah, well, we left off the last one, wasn't it? They were all Saturnine and stuff. No, it was like, yeah, London prepare for war. See a mutant, tell the mutant ads. Yeah, there's all the ads and stuff. This is kind of, this one started out weird. I actually had to go back and go, what the fuck happened in nine? Well, like, as soon as you figure out that they left Outer World and they're back in, a, in what you would think is the human world, you can see the day and night, right? Typically, Excalibur is only really played in Outer World. So it was lent itself to more unicorns and goblins and dragons yeah but this one like breaks that cycle already with the announcement that says london is like says fuck to all mutants like if you see them it's a problem yeah. and everything's kind of in fire on fire like they literally get dropped into a war zone so you're playing catch up with them which is kind of awesome yeah because there's no smooth transition from issue nine to ten it's like you said it's just they're in london and like soldiers are attacking them and 
fucking buildings are on fire and shit. And like the, the gate, the gate that they're nearest to is burnt down. Yeah, I was sorry. I was going to say that you expect nothing less from a apocalypse-led team sort of That's thing. True. It's always going to be chaos. It's just you hope that you brought the right team and tools to the party. And this one, we learned way more about the Braddock kind of family connection and what reality they're actually in, which is insane because you have to start thinking about that now on top of everything else. Well, that's kind of where I was at because when I, when I, like I said, when I went back to nine and, and then jumped to 10, I was like, this doesn't make sense. I'm like, but it's about Betsy. Right. So, you know, hop, skip, and jump away from Betsy is Jamie. So I was like, okay, let's just, let's just see where this goes. Cause I, I, I have an idea that this is going to be something alternate or weird and, and you're right. That and I think it's even more about Jamie than it is about Betsy, right? Like Betsy's yes. just adapting to the world that she gets thrown into. And exactly. I, I'm not even sure if this is really her world because again, they're fighting humans and now there's a there's a high level of um, threat and awareness of mutants on London. And they now assume that mutants from Kokoa are attacking them. So they're in fear, they're in panic. And Excalibur is just trying to figure out, like, none of us would attack these guys. Like, where's this coming from? Yeah, what's Cut happening? Jamie, who's, I guess, has his own version of Betsy, like, chained up. And he's just fucking with realities and creating new ones and kind of folding other ones. Yeah, it's, well, he, he yeah, he creates pocket realities. But, like, and in this one, they have the ghost ship with Kate Bride and Rachel Summers. So it's like, it's kind of like, are these even real? Yeah, we don't know where they're coming from. We don't know what time it is because I guess in this, because this, this, this book turns into an origin book too, right? Like, um, so the amazing flying ship shows up to help save Excalibur. They jump aboard. Um, Betsy's like, how the fuck are you guys doing this? Like, where do you get this kind of tech? And then they see Rachel in the center, spiked out and everything, like hovering the ship, which is awesome, right? So we get a nice little trio of Betsy, Kate, and Rachel. And I would love to see these guys kind of in a team or do something more together. I feel mm-hmm. like their power sets are great. Pete Wisdom somehow is also got picked up. So there's a yeah, little lot like of dead or dying. Yeah, like they went back to the lighthouse and they found him and he looks charred up. So I kind of laughed because I don't really care about him. But no, yeah. that triggered Betsy to be like, oh, fuck, this is a family problem. Because the only thing at the lighthouse that could fuck shit up is my family. And then we get to see what Jamie's been doing. And he literally has who I thought was, I thought it was Morgan Le Fay that he had chained up. It is. Okay. Right. But he says something that makes me think that like, he's talking to a different reality, Betsy and implanting stuff to her. No, I, like, I thought, no, cause it's it's pitch, right. Where pitch where black Betsy, hair. Fair. And, and again, like another reality, it's not hard to dye hair, but uh, <laughs> fair enough. When he finally shows up against a caliber and like stabs Jubilee with a unicorn, which made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was really funny. <laughs> they, Betsy and Jamie have this trade-off talking about, yeah, J- Jamie's powerful and can make realities, but it's Betsy who kind of fills those realities with whatever her mind goes to. So I, I thought the connection was Jamie was building these realities and whispering that to who's now Morgan Le Fay. And she was kind of finishing, like, putting all the punctuation and kind of filler notes on what he was trying to build. But no, that's not the case. There's there's some sort of connection between all the Braddocks that not only is Jamie fucking so powerful, but the way that, I guess, he's connected to him will fracture how he wants these realities to shape out. 
case in point in this one, he basically kills Betsy, and that's how we get the origin of Jubilee, Richter, Gambit, and Rogue as Captain Britons. The ones that show up the last issue at Saturn at the Citadel, right? The, the whole this isn't a real reality that we're reading. This is a yeah. previous reality that's already happened. It's like yeah, it's like a prequel to the exactly. So what happens? Uh, what we learn, just to kind of um, streamline what you were, what you were saying, was we learn one one reality incursion uh, created two Betsy's. There's the there's the original one that's in Otherworld, and then this, the other one that we're following now is in London, and the copy one in London is killed, which imbues the other four, like you're saying, with the Captain Britain powers. The same way that... It fractures when, again. Yeah, the same way... Which is amazing paneling yeah. that we're not giving credit to. Every time the amulet gets hit, the actual page fractures, and you see each one of the other Excaliburs hold up the amulet in their fractured kind of glass, mm-hmm. and that's their origin that heals them when they all become Captain Britain, right? So I, I love the ending to it. I, I can't tell you if I know what the fuck's going on, but... I guess this was a prequel to something we already read and an origin, which is always fun, but I don't know what it means for Excalibur now that there's several Britons and the fact that, um, what's the girl that uh, runs the whole Citadel? Saturnine. She's already called these four Captain Britain's imposters and kind of armed the rest of the Britons <laughs> to go take them down. Yep. All her, so there's, um, it's a war her, on top of a war. Or priestesses and priests or whatever that that cult she's got going. Yes, which is makes you think: are, if these are all Britons from destroyed realities, does that do you think that Jamie destroyed these realities? Well, he creates he creates them. He creates that's his that's his whole thing. Is that's why he's Omega? Is he creates these pocket realities and then does what he fucking tinkers with them, and then they were able to extract the tinkering, which is those four fake Captain Britons. Right. And bring them back into our reality, our our reality. Bring it back to the main reality. <laughs> and that's and again, that's the fourth Omega mutant we're talking about this run. Kakura really shines on. These guys are way powerful than we've ever been credit giving them credit to. Um, they're all on the heels of what would be their greatest war. And that's that's how that one wraps, which is it's cool because I I kind of I don't really love too much of this but i like that one book's kind of getting to the whole reality warping thing and really they're they're, they're making it complicated not not yeah, overly I've complicated been, but they're 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 changing shit up a bit kind of I've been a fan of excalibur but more in outer world so this shit is just like i don't know what to make of it i'll mm-hmm. enjoy it right like the whole when i figured out it was an origin and it's like a past memory of shit that we're already caught up to i was like sweet right like this is more for the reader to get caught up but i can tell you the fuck's like happening like Apocalypse has to have a hand in this if he's empowered Jamie to do yeah. whatever he's doing. Yeah, like he knows so. where Morgan Le Fay is, kind of shit. Um, Betsy will inevitably find out that like another version of her exists. Let well, alone, that's dead now, but yeah. But still, like that's still like that's another reason why I don't like my brother. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, another reality of me. Yeah. So like all of this has great setup and payout for later, but like. As a first read, I'm just like, hey, I remember when they were like in forest chasing rabbits. Like, yeah, no, it's it's. I was I, I was crazy, right? Like, I was I was crazy confused at the beginning. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, well, I'm just gonna read it on and and see where it goes. And it makes it 
kind of comes together in the end, right? It makes yeah, sense. It's just, say it makes sense. It's it's setting up for something, but we're so deep in that we trust all the writers. Exactly. So we're hoping. I mean, it's not a hard hope that it all ties together. But for our first one, you're just you're you're trying to get caught up fast, which is lends itself to the book of them getting thrown into a fire. Right. Same with the readers, like, okay, what the fuck? And then you get to see Betsy die, and then they tell you it's not really your Betsy. Yeah, it's a different way. They they, they do break it down. Yeah, so it's cool. Uh, that moves us on to New Mutants number ten. Fucking, and, amazing, fucking amazing cover again. They're two for two on covers. Yeah, Reyes is is killing it with the covers. I I'm enjoying everything about just these guys now. Like we were saying it earlier when we didn't like New Mutants first reading it. It was just like they seem to just be setting up character arc for everyone. So. When it's time to actually like these guys, you fucking love them. Yep. And goddamn, do I love me some Boom Boom? She, oh, she's awesome. She was my MVP in this bad boy. Yeah, she's awesome. They so the the young mutant that they went to go help um, has them all still trapped in a bubble thing, or not all of them, but most of them. It's just Mirage and Boom Boom left, who are waiting for reinforcements to. The the, yeah, the rest of the team shows up, which is Cipher, um, Mondo. Did I write it down? I did not yeah, Cypher, Armor, Wolfsbane, Mondo, and Wildside. There we go. Uh, and she, she automatically calls him Mick Wolverine Light. <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah. Also, um, I didn't know at the time who this robe was, but it turns out it's the Prime Minister of, I guess, I can't remember the country's name. And yeah, he was uh, He was in the last He was in the last episode. He was in the last issue to... Or was it in this one where he, he kind of, he makes an emergency landing? Yeah, it's this one. He makes an emergency it's landing. It's the first time we've seen him. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen him. You're right. And uh, he, he kind of, the opposition for, which is a growing kind of story for the country. So I like the fact that the media gets inserted and he's the first one to be kind of the talking head to be like, mutants started this, mutants created this. Like, <laughs> um, of course they're here to fix it. They started it, right? So like his whole dynamic of they're on the clock. If they can't fix this shit, fuck them helps the whole pacing of the book. Like you yep. read the story kind of faster knowing they already have like a real life problem to deal with, but now they have this fucking human back here who thinks he knows what's going on. Yeah. He's, and he's creating a narrative just to kind of move things along that like you were saying. It's like the mutants, this is a, this is a trick. Like they, they made this to, they made a problem to come solve it so that we'll try and love them again. It's like, okay. <laughs> Everything I just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I, it's funny because it, before he does that, the soldiers are just sitting around. Like there's the, the there's like almost a small army around them, and just kind of yeah. like, all right, well, I hope that hope that globe thing eats them. <laughs> that's that's. And he's like, "What are you guys doing?" It's like yeah. that. We're just waiting. And they're like you morons. Like he's like, "You need to be doing more." Like he's trying to spread the propaganda to them. But they're actually the smartest of everybody. They're like, "We yeah. hate because we don't know them." But like, let them go do what the fuck they want to do. Like they're giving them the exactly. most free. Exactly. Prime Minister's like, arrest them. It's like, and then what? Like, you're going to lose. Because we haven't said that um, the runaway mutant, like her anti-abyss type of nightmare is growing. Like it's no longer just the ceiling of this old warehouse. It's now expanding past that. So it's great to have Cypher kind of like touch the bubble and be like, ooh, what's going on here? And then Boo Boo be like, okay, we're going to wake her up with a little boom boom. And Cypher was like, no, no, like that's not what we do here. Um, which is great. Uh, I like how you said that she wants to she wants to throw a bomb in it, but not to kill them because that she isn't a monster. 
She just wants to wake him up. Yeah. Logical. I, I follow everything. I rate everything Boom Boom does. Yeah. Um, right in the middle, we get a nice little web page of docs, mutant in, mutants in Carnelia. So I was happy for the little shout out that we got. Did you, uh, by any chance, there's the little, there's a, there's the side story of, of Glob with magic. Right. And how they're fascinated with chickens made me laugh so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like what? Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> I love I love me some magic. So anytime she shows up, I'm like I'm 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 here for it. But Glob's pretty funny in this too because he's just kind of. I'm starting starting to love Glob too, right? He's just collecting chickens and making latska for everybody. <laughs> yeah. He's just making, and then they have the they have the actual recipe. I actually printed this out. I'm gonna try and make it. It's, a, it's like a legit little recipe. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll try this. yeah. It looked it looked scrumptious, right? And offers her to some. Um, I do like how they keep doing that with new mutants as much as they keep bringing the team together there's always sparse kind of team members elsewhere doing something else yeah because the team is so big i i can't wait to see what's going on with bobby and his marriage because i still didn't know that guy was fucking married Uh, with a kid so like go get your intergalactic groove on but like you're home now i do like that uh was it mirage's um idea of First of all, like she's yelling at Prime Minister to like shut up because he doesn't know what he's doing, and like yeah. she's still yelling like I do have an idea, and then her idea is Has anyone seen the Poltergeist? Which was amazing. Yes. Yeah. I already related this comic run with the thing, so the fact they're bringing in another horror franchise was great. Pop culture references, right? Yeah, it was awesome, and the fact that the plan was pretty cool, which is Armor, Mondo, Cipher, and Wildside, all kind of centipede together in armor's armor armor <laughs> is that what happens i've never seen the poltergeist is that, how, is that how it goes on no but like they they send not in terms of like they're not protected with like a, a shield of armor but they send another kind of entity to go retrieve the little girl that's get pulled through the tv I which see. is like this other plane so the, you have to send someone in to pull her out and they subsequently did it three other times the first one is probably the best one to watch okay but I like, the, like you have to pierce like this negative world to get inside to see what's going on. So oh, cool. I didn't know it was like that. All right. Her her Mirage and the New Mutants uh, plan is a little better than the eighties movie. But this is more like giving it inception, right? Giving the mutant inception. Um for like good dreams, isn't it? That's basically what it is, isn't it? Yeah, they're just they're just trying to touch the touch the center, right? Like yeah. No one else can get to the center without getting infected, so they found a way to like pierce the skin. It's like uh, if you like poke a needle through like a bubble and you make it through or some shit, you're like, oh, I'm a genius. But actually, it's just you needed a little soap on that needle to like mask that it's going through. Yeah, this guy. Um, yeah. Same sort of shit with Wild Side. They finally get to the core, and again, um, this issue has some of the best paneling. Yeah. Like the fact that the scope of it is insane when they get in there, but like. There was a moment where it like I think it's the first couple of scenes where it just like bleeds into the chaos the chaos that they're kind of uh falling into. I love how this book is like looks like it looks differently than every other title just because this is I don't like I don't even know if to call her like a, a main villain, um, the kidnapped girl. But she's definitely going to be something that's going to come back later. Like she may be part of the team at some point, or like this may yeah. be. Yeah. But the fact, like, you keep adding more new mutants to like 
try and figure out this problem lets me know that this is a growing situation that is awesome right like I, i'm thoroughly interested to see how this pans out because it never seems to be work works the way that they want to no and it, yeah you're right though I, I have trouble calling this girl a villain she's just kind of more of a an entity that's yeah. causing issues and a lot of issues yeah well with, like you said with, with wild side as the secret weapon he's trying to incept her and give her good he says like i'm trying to give you dreams of like cotton candy or yeah he says something free uh all right girl get ready for dreams of puppies and ice creams rainbows and and he's like a millimeter away from touching her when the next panel is her eye opens and i was like oh shit like yeah. she woke up and all hell breaks loose and it was great it was great he's just like oh shit but yeah so it it backfires <laughs> yeah like uh Mirage had like a kind of a a string tied to armor to make sure like okay if you really need me I'll pull you out. That's right. Like, tether. Armor starts like uh, getting squeezed by like all of this basically like simiate goo, more tentacles if you want to go to the manga, and she starts slipping into like whatever the the nightmare dream is gonna be and she starts seeing her like her dead mother and brother. I was like that's dope. So like. It doesn't look good for new mutants, at least this like new little team, right? Like they're no, and then and then on the other side of the of the of the bubble, uh, Wolfsbane and Boom Boom are trying to hold back the the authorities because the prime minister is getting them all riled up, riled up now, right? With all this shit talking, so the soldiers are actually trying to advance. And Boom Boom's because she can speak Russian and Carnelia, she's like, all right, what's going on here? And then she's like, all right, well. Her and Wolfsbane are in for a scrap too. So it's just it's just Mirage with a broken tether, and then part of her team is being is fighting soldiers, and the other part is stuck in this nightmare globe. So it's like shit. And you know how it's gonna like end, right? Like you know who's gonna come through that portal? Who's gonna come through that portal? Say that name, man. She was eating Latska earlier. Oh yeah, my girl Magic. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, she comes in. Everything's solved, really. I mean, she's pretty much badass yeah she went to the floor right like it's funny that she's the last one to come to the russian island she would have lots to say about this you think so i she feel like the reason to hold her back too right like, yes yeah you, she, you don't you don't want to show your whole hand the first time right yeah well that's how it ends like that and which takes us on to I, really I want to say I really enjoyed it. I like how this fucking story is unfolding and i can't wait to see what happens next it's not funny how like it was... And we hated New Mutants. We did hated. not like it at the beginning, especially the space team. I was like, oh, we like the Nebraska team, but no, the but space that was, team... That was, that was a change to what they were doing, right? As soon as they got out of space, we're like, ugh. And then as soon as they hit home, we're like, we love all of you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All of you. Don't leave us again. So, yeah, they, they got me good. I love it. It's fucking great. This, is the, that's the, this has been the biggest turnaround book. In yes. terms of in terms of our opinions on it, really, and maybe the best team—they're the most color coordinated, right? I love I love reading because I didn't read much New Mutants when I was younger. Neither did I. So it's and, and, I knew I just knew about uh, I knew about some of them, but only if the rest like ter- like just kind of secondarily or just on the outside. But it's it's nice to see them all doing their thing, and and you would think they would fall into our wheelhouse more. Like they, they would be our kind of generation's X Men. Yeah, like, yeah, we, they would. We launched them right when we were like into x-men yep but i was like i don't care about these guys like give me more cyclops he's like no he's gonna go teach it's like oh yeah they're all teachers aren't they right yeah yeah it's nice that that's it's finally coming to fruition and like these guys are 
like big players. Like, yes, they're, they're, well, they're, base, they're, they're, base, they're basically the new X-Men, right? Since all our X-Men are kind of, like you said, teachers and doing other things now. Yeah, X-Men's not even a, a like a great title for those guys anymore. Like they're, they're no. so alumni. Yeah. Like ex-faculty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right, though. It's like, and even the, like we were talking, even the X-Men book is more about the mutants on Krakoa than just, than the Charles Xavier's team of X-Men, right? David doesn't even need a title anymore. He's basically bouncing around. Although we haven't talked about, um, what's her name, who should be hiding a few uh, layers lower? And who's the lady that broke through 10 different timelines? Oh, Moira. Right. We haven't talked to her a little bit. We haven't talked about Mystique, even though she was at a couple of those council meetings. Like, there are things that are right on the the fringe that could kind of tear down this house of cards for Professor X. Yeah. So it's weird. Like, I'm waiting for his giant size. He should have the greatest giant size ever. But I don't think we're going to get it. But No, I don't know if we are. We got to Nightcrawler think in this one. And then Phantom X gets one. Magneto gets one. And Storm gets one. I don't know what app beyond that, if there's going to be any others, but that's... Just to think where New Mutants are, the Inception was from Professor X. So the fact that we love New Mutants yep. is really a, a, a testament to who I still think could be the major villain, right? If you want to listen to me go off on Reed and Professor X back and forth, you should listen to our previous Hawksbox docs. But you know, Professor X isn't, again, I don't feel like he's the most... Uh, on the level type character that well, nobody, nobody in these books is really themselves. Uh, themselves, except Doctor Doom. Yeah, he's no. I'm. I I'm I'm sorry. I meant Wolverine. Cohen's. I meant Wolverine's the closest, I think. And Magneto. Magneto has. Magneto's always been this militant and this like fuck everybody else. It's us. Like finally, on his level. Yes, he is. But at the same time. Uh, well, what happens to him in this Wolverine issue is a little bit un, un-Magneto-like. Yeah, sure. And, and that's his art, too. Like, when would you ever see, when we get to that Wolverine, when would you ever sit them, see them sit down for a drink together? Exactly. That's that's why I was like, okay, this, as soon as I saw but, that, I was like, this is a little different. That's out of character to Wolverine, too, then, right? Like, yeah. you don't want to make... Anyway, um, what we're saying is we're enjoying <laughs> everything. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, X-Force, number 10. Speaking of things I'm enjoying, um, Black Tom Cassidy doing the Hadouken in the cover <laughs> page. It's not actually what he's doing, but like I was like, Hadouken! Yeah, that's and right. He, it looks like it, though. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, Coke. He's an Omega level, isn't he? Black Tom, no, I don't think he's Omega, but... Listen, for the purposes of this <laughs> podcast... Oh, sure, right. Yeah, he's Omega. Yeah, it's, just, it's the same thing. I let you get away with the whole Emma Frost is Omega, too. I was like, yeah, yeah. She? No, she's not. But for this, for Cockrow, she is. Okay, I'll take it back. I mean, she's definitely Omega Diamond. Wink. Yeah. If you can make that ding sound somewhere. Um, but I, I, I legit thought she was, like, up there. She, uh, she's powerful, but she's not. She's no gene, then I guess, yeah, if they're sharing the yeah, same mind. You gotta think of the classification she's in, too. Remember, the Omega definition was uh, the best at what they do, so right? But so. you know, like, is she the best at te- uh, telepathy and turning into diamonds? I mean, I don't know anyone else, turning turning diamonds, maybe, diamonds. But, but but psychic wise, like, she's got genes, she's got um, Silo. Charles, she got, you know, I mean, there's a lot of the site, the, the being psychic in, in, in X Men is like. 
you're never gonna be the best as long as there's a couple like Gene and and, and Charles are around. Well then, sir, I give you the cockerow of the week then. Son of a bitch. But you led into this earlier. It starts out with with Domino and Wolverine chatting about uh, picking and choosing memories. Upon yeah, this being revived from the previous issue, which is awesome. It's not like Excalibur where you're like, did I miss something? No, this is direct. Yeah, direct. The other side know. of the portal, and these guys are going deeper and deeper into uh, the Terra Verde kind of collective intelligence jungle. Which uh, uh, this this issue has some of the greatest revelations yep. to certain characters that I was never looking for, but they're fucking amazing. Um, and as we were saying, Domino, Wolverine, and Kid Omega are literally just trying to navigate this through, through uh, Terra and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, and they they come across that wall that kind of distracts them. It's got a whole bunch of inscriptions on it. Yeah, it's almost like an Indiana Jones kind of Temple of Doom situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Wolverine and, and Kid Omega are pulled away, and I did laugh at the panel of it's. Domino looking over her back, and you just see Wolverine's claws getting like yes. uh, pulled through. But you, they just show his his fangs in like, yeah. the night, and he's like, "Dom!" <laughs> it just if you played it in reverse, he'd be like an animal hunting her. But because he's getting dragged away, that's right. Like, yeah, <laughs> he looks like pitiful. It's pretty good. Um, I like uh, there's a, there's a there's a insert here with from Beast Logbook, which is amazing that minor miscalculation and it's just basically him convincing himself it's a good thing he turned plant life into a hostile thing. like he's insane yeah like he's because he's he's the, he's the reason for all this with when he when he poisoned the um for lack of a better term the prime minister's son and now he's become this plant life form thing and he's kind of like you know i did know, it but you know it's you saw beast not being the version we all knew and loved and saw something sinister deep beneath the surface. This is the issue where we finally figure out how much he's fucked his team, his friends, and maybe his country, and it's insane. Yeah, he, he fucking... He, he, he started anyway, genocide. Anyway, anyway, yeah, okay. Cut to Black Tom Cassidy in the front of the gate, looking to be the hero. Like, I love all of his fucking... He's, luck. he's <laughs> all like, Black Tom Cassidy's gonna come save the day! And like, yeah. he marches through the gate as a hero. Like, it's so great. Like, I'd love to hear his voice as he's saying it, because... He's European, right? Like I don't know. Yeah, he's like Scottish or something. So like all of this stuff, like, like give us a kiss, like (laughs) it's all in it. As and that's awesome too. Like he's bringing Kokoa, who's now kind of merged with him in a sense. Like he he has tapped into that country so much that he can now um, like sweat it. It's so much of his DNA that he is now the best weapon to fight another country that's going through its, its own DNA kind of more metamorphosis, which is yeah. insane. Especially, yeah, all plant-based stuff. So he, Beast's whole angle here is he thinks he can counteract save, it. Yeah. yeah, save his fucking monumentous era. Like, Beast is almost a level of sinister with what he's been doing. Yeah. But the fact, like, do you want to talk about the, the Beast blow up now? Like... It's fucking awesome. We can. The rest of the book's pretty straightforward. I mean, what else happens? Black Tom Domino's comes happy. to save the day. Yep, and Domino's happy because she feels her luck's coming back. She's literally just um, kind of jumping through the dark and finding all the right spots to land and flip and move. Kid Omega is officially 
Kenny from South Park. Like he's basically <laughs> gets killed all the time. <laughs> he, he dies every issue. Every book he's in, he dies. I think like he's died about four or five times now. <laughs> yeah. So well, he knows how to come back. Wolverine Hilarious. is almost sacrificed on the altar to against all these like uh, Martian lettuce, the uh, vine like cult people. Doesn't really pan out because he's Wolverine. So but, Gene Gene eventually joins minds with Black Tom and Sage, which is kind of cool at the end to create a sort of virus that will chew up and obliterate the plant life weapons in Terra Verde. Right. Which I thought was awesome because you think about a Black Tom controls the plant life and then Sage is... It makes perfect uh, sense and not a way that I thought you could use Black Tom Cassidy. So I love that he got shine on this book. But we want to get to the the, the, the big re- confrontation. I was going to say big reveal. But she... Big reveal too. Yeah, no. She reads Beast Mind. Which is, like, I guess, breaking a rule, but we're past that now. Yeah, and she's just like, she's appalled. She's like, what Have the you fuck? Done, yeah, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Yeah. I was essentially, uh, Beast has created uh, like a plant-based genocide. Yep. Because it can essentially destroy not only where it is right now, Terra Verde, but it could destroy Krakoa, leaving all of them homeless and kind of to nothing nowhere like just transplanted and like she boots him around to be like you fuck right and i love like there's kind of like who will watch the watchman type of dialogue of like if we have secrets on the secrets we're already keeping where how the fuck can i trust you right like we're already deep level secrets of like this is high level only certain people know what the x-force is doing and you've broken that like how the fuck you make this team yeah, like I love her trade-off, but I love the fact that we got shades of this in the previous issue, where she's trying to figure out like where the X Men, li- I mean, sorry, the X Force lies now, like where yeah. the morality is, like what, what, how far can we go? Yeah, and her one of her most trusted allies, Beast, has completely betrayed that. Like she was on the right path of like this is not the team I thought it was. Yeah, well, and like you said, not not only did he did he create genocide on a Terra Verde, but he also weaponized that nation. Like yes. if they if they learn how to control, or not even how to control, but if that if that plant life form or whatever right. goes unchecked, that's a new enemy. <laughs> which, is, which is basically what happened. Like it's acting like a virus. It's just growing and expanding. So you yeah. only assume it's going to end up on uh, like a human country and invade that. But sooner or later, come for the shores of Krakoa, right? So it's it's such a crazy problem that Jean now has to deal with and like Jean in the previous issue wasn't really a badass she was just kind of like uh she was confused right that and then she was dealing with the whole uh king egg shit on another title so like she she wasn't she didn't have to flex her muscle in this sense where in this issue she's just like i have to like flag on every play like literally like i need someone to watch you now like you were supposed to be the trusted one so I could go deal with other shit. And this is what I trust you to do. Like you keep putting my team and my friends in danger, let alone this fucking biochemical bomb that you sent black Tom Cassidy to go <laughs> swat buckle. Yeah. Cause we go back to his story and he's like, why is this not working? Like, why am I not the savior? He basically, and he's going to like, he, if it was just him by himself, he'd get iced by this thing too. It would just infect him. Probably weaponize him as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> like it seems to be very easy to connect to Black Tom Cassidy if you're a plant and kind of like yes. reset him. So it's nice that Sage and Gene break through 
and kind of help save him for the moment. But then Jean realizes that it's a combo that they need to um, come together as and combo Trojan. They combine powers, which I didn't even know was possible. Which is awesome. And then, yeah, they wipe out, they basically, they wipe out the, with the help of Logan too, who just stabs Buddy in the head. They, they, <laughs> they wipe out. Panel, right? Like flowers are growing in and out of his mouth. Like again, going back to the mango, like it looks like tentacles are growing out a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but he just appears behind like all of this like shrubbery and slices dude's like head. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, ah! it's like such a great fucking Logan pose. So we can, we can, I guess we can confirm that that thread is gone now. Which is interesting because like you said, we were, can we? I, I don't know. It's a plant. So you never know. There might be some fucking seed somewhere that's going to. We, we do get to see it go from like vibrant green to like pitch black death black and then like kind of like ash away. So like, Wolverine shakes it off in a couple panels. Yeah. To the Trojan horse virus that Gene, Sage, and Black Tom Cassidy created. But I, I don't like like you. Even in the, the death of like the overrunning jungle, you still see like little bodies of like those mutant people, whatever, like chilling out. Or I guess those those were like the Mayans or. Yeah, they were they were the locals that got infected. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. But I, again, with comic books, I never really think any villain is truly gone. Yeah, because they never really are. There may be a version 2.0. I just don't know how it's going to come. Who cares? We get to the best version or the best panels of this comic. In the Gene end. and Logan in a hot tub. In a hot tub. Talking like real life shit, but really foreplay for what eventually is going to happen between the two of them. Yeah, well, she's starting to question things. Because he's, like we, we've been saying too, um, he's the only one that seems to be openly questioning things that are going down in Krakoa. Is it safe to say that Wolverine's the voice of reason? Yeah. yeah. How does it make any sense to anything you've ever known about Wolverine? Exactly. It's weird, right? Because Kakoa is almost like a cult, right? Yeah. And he's, he's, the only one, he's the only one that is that we've seen openly contest things that they've said. Like, I don't, I don't know about this. Him, Mystique, and I guess Kate, only because she can't go there, so she's angry right. for reasons. But Mystique's always like, nothing is what it seems if I can't get the one thing I want back. So and Mystique's playing the long game too. She's yeah, quiet, she's quiet just watching. Doing, yeah, doing what she needs to do to keep moving to the next spot. She's doing her thing. One one uh, quote I did really like was when when they were talking in the hot tub and and she Jean like you said same with same with the last issue she's a little lost or whatever and she's kind of asking are we supposed like what's going on here aren't we supposed to be evolving right and Wolverine's like ask the professor yeah but if you ask me. Optimism is a recessive gene. So it's like, okay. <laughs> it's such a smart fucking scientific thing to say. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's all right. That's very Wolverine of you to say. They're it's very, fucking practical. Like, what yeah, is, is. I'm going to do with all the fucking threats that are endangering their entire new way of life? Yeah. Nothing. You gotta stay on your toes. Like, I hate to say it, but maybe the most optimistic, if not Nightcrawler, which thanks to giant size, I can believe a little more. Yeah. I thought it was Kate. I thought Kate was the most optimistic and she went out the dirtiest. So like he, again, I guess Logan's been a professor the longest when you think about it, like his age and like how you just assume throughout time, he's always been teaching the next whoever sidekick he's, he's been next to. Yeah. But he gets put in positions with um, Gene where in all actuality, they should be equals, but he always has like this weird mentor kind of hook on her. Yeah. She's got this great kind of mind locked on, like, I see who you are. Like, you can't hide that shit from me. So 
I've never questioned why they always like to bone. I've always just questioned, hey, like she's married. Um, that can't happen. But fuck that rule. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's going to go bang someone else. And this kind of, this issue ends with them kind of in a warm embrace, in a warm pool, just being like, we don't know what's coming next, but like bring your A game. And we've got through this run, we've got, we've had more intimate, we've seen more intimate moments between Logan and Gene than we have Scott and Gene. Um, I guess so. We have, well, the, the giant size Emma and, and Gene, she's, remember she kisses Logan before they go into the, the psychic rescue and then this one in the hot tub. And I, I didn't write them down, so I, I just, I just from memory, I'm sure that maybe I'm wrong, but that's from memory. This. I do appreciate about Gene too. In the field, she says, X Force isn't about, um, getting oh x-force is about getting the dirty shit done right like by whatever means necessary so like she's got to say that shit like she understands what it is but that's something she can kind of take off her mask and her kind of her uniform she's as vulnerable as she can be with wolverine and wolverine's just like this is the job man like this, this is what we do yeah so it's sad but it's awesome yeah it's really good it's, a, it's still one of the one of the best books there and, and beast is somewhere fucking like crying too right like there's the whole throwaway line of like gene fucks up beast in whatever layer they are i guess like sages i, can't, I don't know well no that's the x-force one that's the one behind the waterfall right fair um the whole joke is gene like launches beast out of it through the waterfall into like some pool of water and someone's like we can't confirm it but we swear we saw beast cry <laughs> so yeah. i don't even know like how, how do you come back to this team i just, I, I do want to say just very modestly, I called that. I gave you props in the beginning He's of it. Became, no, I know, yeah, I know. But you, I, just, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say on record <laughs> because I'm so humble. Well, you are. You should. You got to sing that song too. That's how you have to start each episode. <laughs> Connor for real is classic. Connor. <laughs> so humble. And moving on to the giant size X Men. This is Nightcrawler's issue. Again, uh, X Force is great read. Uh, enjoying everything everything weird it's yeah x Force is great uh this giant size it seems like a whole lot of stuff a little weird this is <laughs> it was it was bizarre and it's a whole lot of stuff for one thing that could have just been it's a line of dialogue but it's a lot it's a lot to just to get um lady mastermind you know it's just it's like you know what i mean it's Okay. You know, to your credit, it's a line of dialogue. You could have delivered a lot of this stuff right. in the line of dialogue and been right. like, all right. Oh, that's what you meant. That's what you meant. Yeah, 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 you're right. You, you, you didn't need this giant size. It's a fun little adventure, but it's not even on Krakoa. It's not really connected. It's more, see, again, with most of Krakoa, uh, <laughs> it's, it's planting the seeds for something that will later grow. We do, we do get to see more Ileana, though, so thumbs up to that. Hard to complain. It's Nightcrawler, Magic, um, Cypher, and I didn't know it until they yeah. wrote it. iBoy. iBoy. And then I find out his name is iBoy. Which is and hilarious, but he's actually got a pretty cool, like his power set's kind of cool that he can. He's a new mutant, correct? I think so. I... He's, he's in the colors and the gear, right? So yeah. it's like, cool. But yeah, give me, give me the rundown of what iBoy can do. Well, his, his every eye on his body, like he can see different any kind of field of view that he wants so he can see infrared he can see uh heat signatures he can see thing anything like that right so he can see any type of thing basically if that makes it I don't, I, that's a terrible way to 
<laughs> explain it, but he can see everything. This is what happens when you're so humble in the previous title. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I, it's hard to, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, he's not, he's not a new mutant. He's from Wolverine and the X-Men, but yeah. it's, yeah, he can see not, anything. Not any, any, any field of vision he can see. He, he, can, he can break down any kind of like filter or yeah, school, filter thing. but it's not a reality. Like you can't see what's going on in like Jamie's mind or kind of shit. No, no, no. He's not psychic. He can just see, he can walk into a room and be like, okay, I can blue, see blue, black light vision or, you know, infrared vision or heat signature vision or things I like that. I call myself rear view. That's a not, much better name than eye boy. Eye boy. You be like, I can see my ass. Look at my yeah. butt. <laughs> but, but again, I don't have mutant powers because I would look at butts. <laughs> but they they show up at the mansion. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. X-Mansion. And they go into Cerebro, which this is not what Cerebro looks like. It's basically a jungle, like nest. Yeah, yeah. Well, because the, around the man, they, they were sensing mutants around the, 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 the gate at the old mansion. So they go to check it out and there's nothing there. Uh, they get some, what was it, some visions of of Thunderbird and Rachel Summers, which is cool because I I haven't seen Thunderbird, so I have no idea like what his story is. He was yeah, well, back or something, right? Yeah, well, he's yeah he's it was just, it was just a image anyways. It wasn't real, but well, well, to Rachel's credit, like she's back on the board, like she's alive and well and like doing things. Whether or not it's this time earlier or something else that I don't know fine but like thunderbird hasn't appeared past this kind of shadowy figure right okay fair enough so we don't know what's up and lockheed is flipping out like burning up everything yes that's right yeah he's because he can sense some weird shit but they end up do, they end up do, uh the version of rachel they do see in that bodysuit they, yeah they go they go deeper into i guess the jungle of cerebro further down down into a fleshy alien tunnel Did you, did you have another punchline joke? No, I wanted to. No. <laughs> no, I wrote that down. I was surprised. <laughs> I don't know. How detailed do you want to be with this? Like I said, there's a whole lot of nothing to get somewhere. I like that Cypher finally ends up in like this futuristic room, and essentially there's a sphere and a mutant inside. That's great. Um, the fact that like bed, bu- bed bugs were the reason why like they found it. The surgery. Yeah, some had to fight the bed bugs and some didn't have to fight the bed bugs. And the bed bugs can turn into like a person when they all like form together to talk. Like that was cool, but like not needed. Um, I'm more excited about a new mutant that they rescued from this scenario. And the fact that they made a deal with the Sidri that they now get the, the mansion. <laughs> yeah, they're going to keep the mansion, yeah. And use it as like a breeding ground or whatever for other nests. One line of dialogue, maybe a couple panels. You could have gave me all this shit fairly simple. One thing was cool though. Uh, we did get to see Warlock. Yes. So that was that was cool, and and he and he's living in the mansion. Or he's living with the Cedri. Like that wasn't really. No, he's he's around. Doug's arm. Nobody knows that he's around. So now Ileana mm-hmm. knows because she saw him. But everybody thinks Warlock's Dead. gone. Yeah, but he's he's actually on Doug's arm. Remember there's there that one issue. I don't remember what it was. Scott was going. Oh, it was the it was the X Men issue where Scott was going to talk to Nightcrawler okay. about about the uh, the thing that they were the religion or whatever. Yep. And he, they he passed by Doug and he looked over and he saw Doug and Warlock sitting in separate chairs. 
Oh, he kind of did, did a double take and Warlock was back in his arms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, right. Why, why is this a secret for Cypher to hold on to? I don't get it. Yeah, everybody thinks he's gone because he's kind of a danger. But other than that... He's kind of a danger, right? So he's keeping him a secret. And Warlock is like directly linked to like Nimrod and those type of futuristic stories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, the assumption is that's that that's that payout. Yeah, so we'll see yeah, we'll see what happens there. But now Ileana knows that he's around. Yep. And I'm super surprised that Forge that has no inkling that Warlock is still alive and well based on like his level of intellect and Forge seems to be well yeah, Forge but Forge, Forge is like, distract like he's focused on other things, right? He's he's uh, aging whiskey and shit. So Sure. <laughs> no, but he's working. Remember, he's working on tech. He's developing that that biotech for. Very true. And to your point, like everyone really always has heavy shit to go on that no one's really paying attention to everybody else's other hand. Yeah. Like, especially like uh, like titular characters like Apocalypse and Sinister, who are like really up to something. Everyone else is really talking with one hand behind their back, which is insane, yeah. because the whole purpose of Krakoa is like you can come open arms wide open right and like put it on the table but everyone's like nah like I got another plan I gotta work on in addition to all the shit I'm helping all you motherfuckers out with so Lady Mastermind is gonna get thrown into that somehow I don't know how but again another another mutant on the on the the board and she could be villain she could be hero she could be savior but we don't know yet yeah but yeah but she's she's in the fold now what we what we really want more of is eye boy. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> need more eye boy. You know what? He's probably more handy than Jubilee. Let's be honest here. Um, Jubilee yeah. got stabbed by a unicorn, and she gets my MVP for this <laughs> um, run of books because of last. Fair enough. Uh, so we'll move on to. She was complaining about not getting goblins, and Jamie's like, "No goblins!" and then stabs her with a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Sorry. Uh, but it was, yeah, it's, like you said, it was, a, it was a different kind of adventure. I don't think it was needed to be this long. We, we got more, like, heart and backstory from Kurt in Marauders in that email back to yeah. Kate than we did in a giant size. Yeah, you're right. And the last giant size, we got so much fucking information yeah. on Storm, Emma, and Jean, and they barely used any dialogue. So, like, if a reader feels shortchanged, there's a easy reason to see why yep. so we move on <laughs> move on to x-men number 10 which, which is you, cool. yeah for yeah yeah go ahead the new the this is a marvel event yeah it was a marvel event uh, called empire where this oh is Indian it a race of vegetables and plants are are you telling me this event has already ended yeah okay i'm going straight to the end But number 10 is, for X-Men, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's all about Vulcan. Because we get a Omega-level hero again? Yes. Yeah, Vulcan's Omega, yeah. There we go. And we find out that he's been, like, anally probed, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm not right, but he may have got a thumb up a butt, but he's definitely <laughs> inquired with uh, aliens who have dissected him and... Like, it's, it's super fucked up what they do to him, man. Like, I can see this, like, fucking with him for so much longer than it needs to. But there's, like, a line of dialogue basically saying, like, yo, you're so close to being perfect, but you're not. You're flawed. And instead of fixing that flaw, we're going to leave you, like, 
a hole and like make you a, a weapon that's like a ticking time bomb. I'm like, yeah, God yeah. damn, Logan well, can't get no breaks in this no, world. No, he's so fucking tortured that guy. So it's, yeah, he's yeah, ticking time bomb is perfect perfect explanation. But he's doing his thing on the moon with uh, Petra and Sway, who are the only like blessing in disguises to Vulcan and the life that he lives. Yeah. Because they, like, whatever artist knows how to draw um, Petra, Petra. Yeah. really knows how to draw Petra. Uh, <laughs> and Sway's got some good paneling too. All her angles. Nothing, nothing um, what's the word? Uh, like nothing not safe for work, but again. Nothing like, lewd. Like, correct, thank you. That's a good word. Nothing lewd or vulgar. But the, there's good curvatures of lines. Yes. In yeah. specific places that we enjoy curvatures of lines. And they're not. And the artist is not shy about no. showing them off. Uh, this artist gives with two hands. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed that. Um, but like they're essentially just playing Groundhog Day with Vulcan. Like they get up and do the same thing and keep making bets on like when shit's gonna fucking flip out and make margaritas. And make margaritas. So like this whole issue made the previous one where Scott and Alex go to pick up Vulcan make way more sense because like they thought he was getting up from a bender, which he was true. But like now you get to see what like what that entails. Right. Yeah. I'm on the panel where I enjoy the line curvatures. Um, you're gonna have to talk for a little bit. Okay, yeah. Quick, they do give you a quick breakdown of what Empire is, and it's the Kroll and Scree empires have united under Emperor Hulkling to fight a common enemy, which is the Celestial Messiah Quo and his plant-like Kotati, who have claimed Earth's moon as their own. So that's where we're at, because as we know, the Summer's house is on the moon. So this, this race is on Vulcan's moon, and Vulcan goes out for a walk and bumps into them. There's a panel of Petra turning to make margaritas that is just glorious. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> when you were talking, I was, I was on that page. Um, and uh, <laughs> shout-outs to anyone else that may, uh, you know, like the opposite sex. Uh, there's a nice shot of Vulcan's kind of <laughs> dumper. Yeah, he's, got, <laughs> he's, 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 he's strong back there. <laughs> he's got a booty pop, too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> this truly is the cockroach. <laughs> uh, issue. But when, when Vulcan discovers the Kotati, uh, their base, he talks to them about it and he blows it up when they yeah. disagree with his sentiments about not going ahead. Because they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill Earth. He's like, ah, you probably shouldn't do that. And he's like, like no. But we're going to. He's like, all right, then I'm going to blow you up. So he nukes them. <laughs> Which is, it was kind of awesome. Like, he's, he's such a short fuse character. Yeah. So the fact like he's haunted by these nightmares. That just reiterate that, like, hey, man, you are a sharp fuse. You might as well just lean into it. The fact that he's just like, I'm not going to waste time with, like, this back and forth. I'm just going to blow you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's the, rewarding. The cut, the cut, the Petra and Sway still in, in the home, and they're in the house, and they're just kind of, like, they're drinking they're their margaritas. Launch like, looking out into, like, the horizon, just counting the, the, the seconds to either take a sip or go help Volk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the he's best girls you could ever want. Yeah, he's all right. He'll be fine. Right. Give it another minute or so, right? And they're right. Then they see a little, a little explosion in the distance. Yeah, he's fine. But they, they, the Katati, the, the basically the, the whole sum of this issue is how Vulcan spends his days 
and the Kotati learn um, the name Krakoa. Um, we also get this kind of like little post-it note that Scott leaves to Vulcan when they go off swimming on, I guess, another moon. And basically talking about like how he feels like he's Vulcan's in the right, the right spot. Like he's with his family and this is the safest spot he could be. Little does he know what's actually going on. What really threw me off is if you keep looking at that panel, you see fucking full-size grown cable. What the fuck? Where? Which one? Do you know what I'm talking about? So. Oh yeah, no, that that's kid cable. That's. But he's grown now. Yeah, he's big. Well, yeah. That's not the same cable from Cable One, is it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, is that, that cable? Like yeah. a dummy, fucking Logan. The one in the issue that we read should. Scrawny. They drew him like twelve. This one, he looks like twenty-three. Yeah, no, yeah. Like it's, linebacker. It's not the girl. Yeah, it's, I know. You're right. It, that's just the... That threw me off because in the end of Cable 1, you see old Cable or like grown Cable. Yeah. So I thought that was the same dude because like the muscle structure is getting there, right? Like he's getting that deezed. Yeah, he looks huge. He looks bigger than Scott almost, but no, it's... Scott's in a Speedo. I, he, he's killing the Speedo. I mean, I, I give him a shout out. He's killing the Speedo. He's no Petro, but... <laughs> he's he's no Vulcan either. But this this issue is kind of just a filler, and it it leads into the X Men tie into Empire, which is four issues long. Did not need to be four issues. No, you know what? It didn't even. The tie in is the best thing about this fucking run. Yeah, the shit I read about Vulcan, I was like, this is cool. Just give me this shit. Fucking Empire. Send it back. Now, how much detail do you want to get this? Because it's not... We read it because it has to do with uh, the mutants and whatnot, but there's nothing of consequence really happens. Um, I, I will take that back. Um, when Thing is in Wakanda, he believes uh, Yambe to mean clobbering time. That's <laughs> my favorite note. I mean, some cool stuff does happen, but not enough for you to invest what they want from you because they intro issues. Are you fucking kidding me? Like not that, but the intro Avengers team, um, fantastic four team. There's the, the Cree scroll union team, um, run by Hulkling who fucking shining light. Like I like Hulkling in this. Mm-hmm. And then there's another team and then there's double agents and there's a lot of flipping Like there's a lot of characters on top of a series where we're both pretty, ingrained with a lot of characters so this just seemed like overkill and yeah, like yeah too long like it, it drags until like the third issue way too long the the premise the basic premise we don't have to get it i have a lot of notes but i don't even want to read them so do i but i don't i don't care about this at all yeah neither do i the basic premise though is scarlet witch who who is, we haven't seen at all because she's inhuman goes to dr strange for help in fixing her no more mutants issue which he says he can't help her so she tries raising the dead Mute, they, she tries raising the dead mutants on Genosha and it works, but they're all zombies. So you get a, you get a real life plants versus zombies because the, um, the Kotati come down to fight. So the, yeah. The team of mutants stuck in between zombie mutants with Explodey Boy being the standout. You still want to raid people? Yeah, keep reading. Okay, and then, yeah. And the, so the one thing that I liked about this. There's a couple is, cool things about this. Yeah, well, the 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 main one for me is once again, uh, my girl Ileana's in this a lot. Yes, and she goes fucking. She goes to town. Was it issue three where she just takes everything over? 
Yes. I was going to say I like the fact that weaponry plays a huge part. Um, Hulkling has like this star sword that everybody wants. And Captain Marvel gets a accuser hammer, which is fucking crazy too. Yeah, there are some. Uh, yeah, fair enough. There, there are some cool. There's, there's literally too many characters for me to care about everything else that's happening. Yeah, like if it was just Hulkling, Captain America, Captain Marvel, and like I don't know someone else. Sure, like you need me fuck just and then beating a brood. Like they already gave us a space thing, like issue. Yeah, sorry, they've given us several space issues, and they've ranged from I can't wait till this is over to give me more of this guy eating egg. Um, <laughs> Well, this kind of fits into more of like, I can't wait till it's over. And I don't even care that it is over. It's just, it's really hard to want to start this after everything we've read with the X series. Yeah. Uh, they do. Sorry, I'm just going through the notes. They no, give do... any give any sort of highlights. Like we get a little bit of, sorry to cut you, um, Young Avengers, which is cool. Because yep. what's his name? Uh, one of them shows up. Uh, I can't remember his name. The one with the cape. Uh, Wicked. Wiccan's in this for a little bit. Um, I do like the fact that Tony and Reed have a lot of trade-offs talking about kind of their process and how Reed thinks that Tony's losing it. Um, I also love that Tony is already making a Fantastic Four Iron Man suit, even though he never asked uh, Reed to be in the Fantastic Four. (laughs) (laughs) He just starts making the suit with the logo on it and everything. Um, and then, like, there's, I guess, a cool Wakanda fight. But, like, there's just... Oh, Black Panther has a great uh, Wakandan spacesuit, which I fucking love, too. So, it, it, oh, Ghost Rider using his penance in midair. Like, he, he's driving a ship, and he his penance stare turns into, like, two of the ship's fucking, like, big guns. So he can do penance stares to other ships, in space and it works and i was like this is fucking like brand new so that like there was weird like little highlights of shit that i fucking enjoyed and then just like shit i didn't care about reading yeah no well the the other the, the, the last couple notes that i wanted to mention was i said the magic thing um x corp kind of debuts in this as well oh yeah true. we get the beginning of of angel angels x corp with with uh uh, with M and uh, Magic being his bodyguards, that's how she kind of gets roped into this. We get some horde culture, right? Okay, you know I like my horde culture. Um, that's about it. I don't know who the pyre is, but the pyre is supposed to be a, some sort of entity that everyone's afraid of. Mm-hmm. But I guess I have to keep reading to find that out. I don't. Yeah, know. I yeah I didn't read the mainline um, Empire for this. I just I just read the the tie-ins. With this time, for example, but yeah. uh, yeah, it's yeah, well, actually, oh, so uh, to go back to horde to go back to horde culture because they are a big part of this taking down that giant monster thing. Uh, Beast does steal a piece of of one of their tech and figures out how they were able to hijack the gates so they can now they basically know how um, those old broads are jumping their gates. Oh my bad! I did read the tie-in. I didn't read the X-Men. I read the Fantastic Empire. Oh, there you go. So I read. It's not good. (laughs) No, well, neither one is good. But this is. Is magic in that too? Um, she is like there's like a brief little thing, but I was like, like, kick kick everybody's ass. Like she she Hulk does. 
um, Captain Marvel does. But again, I get more Avengers and Fantastic Four because that's the title. Ah, okay, yeah, no, mine's pure X Men. That's why, like, they went to Wakanda. I'm pretty sure they didn't go to Wakanda. No, Europe. I was like, I was, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't know saying that, but I was like, what? <laughs> I got, I got Black Panther. I got Ghost Rider. Like, I got Avengers team. Like, it's, it's huge. So, like, it looks like an event, but the fact that it's an all-encompassing event, it's not like an event over just figuring out how to beat Ultron. Like, it's the Kree, it's the Scroll, it's the Kree Scroll team up, and then there's the fucking Kotati. I was like, ah, this is more than enough. Fuck you, Coke. But I read the wrong thing, so fuck you. Dank. Um, but, com- but between the both of us, we we don't like. <laughs> this no, event. we don't. But so yeah, so Ileana, for the because you missed it, Ileana actually um, she summons her armor and launches. So she becomes like the demon. Okay. And hold, and she gets a hold of one of the like the staff that Wanda had stolen as part of her collection of shit to bring the zombies back. And she she fucking goes off. So um, she just starts like lace people, and then they bring all the psychics to to Genosha. So she pulls rank, goes all war captain, and channels all the psychics to the Genosha gate. So Kid Omega, Mastermind, Lady Mastermind, Amal Farouk, like the old Shadow King, the Cuckoos, Mister Sinister, Selene, and Exodus all show up. Oh wow! Yeah, it's crazy, and um, it's good, man. Well, it, it's it's okay, but it's it's this is okay. It takes a while to get to this part, but like the whole the fight is okay. Um, All right, people. By people, I mean three people. I'll read this and let you know at the beginning of the next one that we do if this was good or not. Um, yeah, and oh, and Danny and Danny shows up too. Danny Moonstone. Okay, so. reservations. But if we're talking about like if what I read, which essentially is the actual event, oh boy, like. You got the better end of the stick. So you must have read, yeah. You must have read the. I read Empire. Yeah, you didn't read the the time. I missed the X Men stuff. So that's why I was like, I was reading. I was like, where is the X Men going to come in on this? That's so funny. I'm gonna start linking it in the docs. <laughs> no, no, just tell me to read carefully or smarter. Or well, because you'll like this too, because Black Tom's there too, and he creates avatars and armor for the, for the psychics. So the psychics don't obviously aren't ready for combat right so he they they all get like the biotech armors well in long halloween um tradition i read the shittier to get to the better yeah i guess so infilly will enjoy the x-men tie-in oh polaris is in it too come on get in there colossus i see in a couple comic covers all right i'm in colossus isn't in this but um well he's in the cover he's on number three Oh, they're cheating me? Damn it. They're cheating you. That's what they do. But I, again, for the reader, it's kind of your choice what you want to dive into. Uh, clearly, we only like sparingly things. And if you like this series, it's not hard for us to find things we like about the X-Men run. So this may not be the detour you want to take. No, it's not. It's This one's, this one is, this one's dumb fun, especially when, when psychics all show up. I was like, yeah. okay, this is this is pretty fucking and, cool. And when magic goes haywire, right? Magic, yeah, that was that was cool because it's not very often that she summons her armor, right? And she actually like say she yeah she just goes ham, but that's about it. So Beast gets the Horde culture um, tech, 
Yeah, VCs are hard to attack. Well, and what the other things I said that happened. <laughs> so that's, not good. We'll whatever. <laughs> it's 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 just it is what it is. Move on to so the last one. It's good that it's contained and little and small, and I'll, I'll give it a read. Let you guys know next week. But Coke only likes magic, so that's about all your. And the psychic, like I said, the the psychics in like, Krakoan like, armor. The psychics show up in Krakoan armor. And it remind you of the x-men cartoon series when they all fight apocalypse and they need all the psychics to show up and say that yeah, so, yeah that's right i need you to channel that was beyond good and evil yeah that's right <laughs> there you go buddy. forgot about that there's your title your tie uh leads us to wolverine number three is the last one of the day what okay. do you think of this? Um, before we get into this yeah like i'm not mad at it but they really just tied up every loose end from the previous issue real okay. fast yeah like it plays out like Full House, where like, oh no, Michelle broke, like, like drove the car through the kitchen window, and by the end of the episode, they're all hugging, like that's okay, Michelle. It's like, wait, no, like this girl get like beat the fuck up or some shit. Like, there was no consequences to like all the shit we just invested in an issue ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I wanted a little more despair from you, but clearly, it's and it's not a bad read. Like, I'm not even bad. And like how it kind of unfolds it's just like how did the payoff happen so fast well it's you were you mad about how it started versus how it ended or just the whole turnaround um i don't mind the start because like it's it's them, like it's wolverine's marauders right so like you get that cool stuff but like well, yeah yeah right like he already lost the darkness which we left the last issue on and I thought like he was going to be kind of more of a darker version of himself. But like he kicked that drug habit in like a day. And then like they're all chasing the, the basically they're chasing the, the dragon to like kill it. I'm like, well, how did you? And like dude's back. And I'm like, how did, how did, wait a minute. Like, and he already knows how to like solve from himself getting infected again. I mean, like I'm, I'm not giving spoilers because we will give spoilers, but I'm trying to understand how quick they like they ran through this whole narrative to get to the next thing and i don't know what the next thing is well he was faking it right with the the pale girl when she had the whole um hold on it wasn't real okay so that's that's kind of where that's at but this is do i miss that then yeah this the, well, okay well wolverine has a plan <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's the be in my notes. Wolverine has a plan, and this issue unravels the process of it all. Sweet. So you get yeah, you get the flashback of him and Magneto drinking together, uh, and Blob being a bartender. That Blob's a bartender, yeah, at the Green Lagoon. He Eric passes out from the booze, and Wolverine takes his helmet. What do you think Wolverine drugged Magneto with? Didn't I think she just outdrank him? Oh, which again, like what we were talking about earlier, kind of not magnetoesque you know what i mean like i don't and not i mean it, it is wolverine but still out of character for wolverine to even like i could see wolverine sneaking into his room while he's sleeping and just taking the fucking yeah as opposed to like i'm going to best you in a contest of pints yeah <laughs> yeah no exactly I, I guess it was just for some comic relief but I, I can't I, I I would never I never thought it's the day where um Magneto would get outsmarted by a drinking contest. Like, you know, I don't know if it came harder if we didn't get the how it happened and just Wolverine showing up with with his helmet, yeah. How'd you get that, don't ask? Yeah. 
Long story. Like, that's fucking, that's all I need from Wolverine. Like, you trust that he can get it. I don't really care to see how the sausage is made. Yeah, and he, yeah. And he looks um, in the fucking helmet with his fucking brown, brown and orange suit on. We get a, we get an idea that Beast, in one of Beast's logbooks here, he's actually jealous of Xavier's use in connection with Cerebro. Another villainous act. Which is funny. It's like, yeah, you really are making yourself. You're one of the smartest minds. You're, you were in the Illuminati. I mean, you weren't first team all ballot, but fine. How are you jealous of another man's power set? Like, what are you going to do with Cerebro? Yeah. Other than, like, hurt more people. Yeah, and they, they figure out that because, because uh, concerning Cerebro, Xavier is, in, is that he's unable to locate the Pale Girl or all of Russia. Their mutants. Which so it's like, okay. So that means they, they either murdered all their mutants or they're hiding them. Which my theory is, did they find a way to revamp the dampeners to like dampen Russia completely off? Kind, kind of. They're all in that submarine, right? And underwater, so it was kind of block yeah, it was blocking them from Cerebro, more or less. And uh What's it called? Wolverine's plan is basically the Trojan horse, the shipment of petals with the Marauders. Yeah, another Trojan horse idea in this run. Because the whole, yeah, so the whole thing of the Pale Girl in the last issue, we left with um, Wolverine killing Jeff Bannister, right? Which wasn't true. Wasn't true. Jeff Bannister was in the touch with a department called the X-Desk, which keeps tabs on all things mutant-related. And Kid Omega makes a mind copy of Wolverine to trick the Pale Girl who knocks him out. Which is essentially Emma's plan from Yellow Jacket and Pyro. Yeah, yeah, same idea. So be careful there, ex-writers, because I know you guys are listening. But uh, we're already having a couple storylines that are the same beats, which don't do that. For me, I don't. I like you. Do, I don't think you guys need to do that. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, you know you're right. It's. It's the same storyline. It's the same like bait and switch type thing. Yeah, Wolverine's so much better and more complex. Like again, I was all in with him being a darker version of himself and coming back as kind of the problem child. But they're like, nope, that was a head fake. <laughs> yeah, I see. I'm I'm a little different. I didn't. I, I like I was fine with the way things were going, but I was a little disappointed that it was just um, Wolverine being mind controlled again. Yeah, you didn't. Like I'm like we've seen this before. Like. Okay, I guess they're going this way again. Is that, they switched it up in a very cheesy way. I don't really like the way they, they handled this. So does that credit Wolverine to be smart to understand, oh, I've done this before, so this is how I get out of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess it would, because he said he has a plan. And it's like, yeah, this he, is, he when does he ever have a plan? Shit, yeah. Yeah, so he... It's, it's always Magneto's helmet. Like, I want to just see him always getting the helmet to save the day for himself now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He looks funny with the helmet on too, doesn't he? He looked great because he's so short. <laughs> yeah, it makes him even shorter because his, his his ears or whatever. Yeah, it shrinks him down. It doesn't make he looks he's like bullet head. Like it, he's he's a superhero from like DC's like uh, Justice League of America. Like yeah, it's like, your suit doesn't match. He's like I don't care. I'm here to save America. We also learned that so the pale the pale girl gets away, but we also learned that. Uh, through one of the logbooks again, that Xavier suspected the Russians all along to reject mutant sovereignty and purposely left Colossus there to help extract the mutants. Yes, so we get a little more of that Colossus 
what happened kind of shit. Yeah, he was meant to stay there. He was definitely at the forefront of some heinous, heinous shit. We don't know what yet. But even on piggybacking on your reveal from the email, I also like that B said he wants to sit down of Colossus and Omega Red. Oh, you got me. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah, that. I, I, I had to scoop you on that one because it's, it's his only connection to Russia and Russian, I guess, language and kind of attitudes and cultures. So I can only imagine what that's going to look like because Omega Red's still on the island, right? Yep. That was my note was like Colossus and Omega Red Task Force in the works. I was like, oh, that'd be sick. You put Wolverine on that as well because it's in his title? Why not? I mean, like, it, it, you're assuming that, like, this is going to be his new, 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 new team? Colossus, Omega Red, Wolverine, and Boom Boom? Or that? I'm putting Sabretooth in it. because I put Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Oh, you think he's going to? Don't, I don't think he's coming back in this, man. Like, if he does, it'll be Hellions. Fair. That makes the most sense. Uh, I guess X-23 would make the most sense over here. Oh, yeah, X-23. But again, I just want as many combustible kind of characters in the same team for the inevitable blow up. I mean, I wasn't expecting Beast to be the one for X-Force, but goddamn, look at that. Look how great that's turning out. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, there, There is one big thing we learn, and that is that the Flower Cartel is actually a government organization and not just a criminal one who is purposely tainting samples of Pedals to give mutant kind and Krakoa a damaging rep, as well as profiteering, uh, profiting um, addiction. I thought you were going to say it's the cuckoos love cable. There's that too. Yeah, they love cable. <laughs> they love cable. Yeah, they use that's, that's how uh, Beast or Beast. That's how Wolverine gets the leverage on them, right? He. Yeah, there, there's a B storyline where Kigo Omega seems cocky and talks shit, but he, like, I guess again another credit to the writers and maybe the history of Logan. He's so um, detailed to understand the mind with his connections with X and Gene that like his plans really include how telepaths need to like move forward with how they execute, which is insane, right? Like he's not a telepath, but is maybe the next level of expert when it comes to telepath based on this kind of uh, issue. Mm -hmm. So go him, but like... (laughs) How do you how do you feel Wolverine? I know because you're like lukewarm on him generally. How do you like him in these books so far? In every book except for his, I love him because he's wiser, like more like more solemn, more reserved, like smarter and like surly. Like he he. he, uh, We were saying earlier, like he's the voice of reason, which is so out of characteristic for Wolverine. Like he doesn't have to deal with the old demons of like Gene. Like everyone's just like oh free love. So like. Like, all the shit that I'm used to him worrying about, he doesn't have to worry about. A little more relaxed, eh? And gives him a different level of, like, understanding and kindness. Like, anytime he's paired with Domino, I love those conversations. Anytime he was paired with Kate, I love those conversations. Like, he's one of the best people I love characters to go after or, like, go talk to after a mission. Because mm-hmm. usually he's on a cliff drinking or in a hot tub or, like, he finds these little pockets where he, like, he understands what life is. So he, and to his credit, he's a realist. He understands the monster he has to be in order to save the utopia that everyone wants. But in his own title, like I'm finding it hard for me to buy into, I don't know, I guess the level of intellect or genius he has to be to run a team. Like, Yeah, yeah. Wolverine having a plan was right there. I was like, this is different. Yeah, and 
he's never seemed the one like of all the characters talking about one hand behind their back wolverine's never been one to do that he's always like i got two fists and six claws like he makes that joke too like in an x-force like i got six things to stab you with if you stab me with that knife <laughs> like he's straight up front and like on the level of like this is everything that's going on with me right now i could give a fuck about what's going to happen three months from now so planning and all of that shit for me that's not even like a character flip it's like it's a completely different character like i don't know how you arc that where he has to be this cerebral but i i guess right like everyone is kind of a different version of themselves mm-hmm. but in his own title he's already a different version of the other logan i've been getting in everything else i've enjoyed so yeah, that's fair yeah, that's fair although wouldn't you show when you say that um him kind of using a bit of a prowess like planning and stuff a sign of growth as well i i don't take away that like he's not a strategic mind it's just for me so out of character of what i've been reading from him already yeah yeah and i'm still salty that he lost a cable in cable's first issue like there are certain moves that they're making in like we're in the 10th week essentially of writing all these characters and now they're doing all these 180 moves to people that are like you built like if you started off this whole series with putting Logan on the council or like having him have more strategic conversations with other people, I could buy into it when you got to his own solar run. But this is so left field from everything he's been doing. Literally in Cockrow, all his other features, he's just like, another character comes to say, we need your talents. (laughs) We need you to do something. He's like, cool. And this one, he's like, I got a plan for you. He's Ocean's Eleven in this. It's like, what? Yeah, he's there. I, I thought they were gonna avoid this um, this time around, but we're back at the we're kind of back at the whole Wolverines in too many books again. Yeah, you you if you want to take credit for this, you call this too. Um, he's the one character I don't think needed his own title with how great he was working in everybody else's. I love that he's so sparingly, and the fact that the loudest and the most you get from him is in X Force, and he's such a fucking like. He's like the true beast archetyped in X-Force and beast is more, oh, I won't say like Wolverine, like beast is like saber tooth at this point. Like he just wants to every, watch everything burn. But <laughs> um, like the levels they were using him in sparingly and like in some of the X-Men when they're on the moon, he's like in the background, just chilling out like day to day. Like yeah. he's kind of like a Batman and Joker where I don't need that much backstory. I really don't want to know his day to day. When he pops up and does his shit, it's usually the best stuff, and that's all I need from him. Yeah, because I, I, you're right. I like him in X Force a lot more than I like him in this. In this, yeah. Well. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm super interested to see where this goes, because they closed up that, the pale girl thing real fast. Yeah, well, she's in the wind now, so she's not gone. So. Yeah, but like, you would think in the first three issues they would set up who the the big villain is, or at least a taste of that. Right. Beyond Russia which is the villain for like three other titles. I don't, know who, I don't know who Wolverine's supposed to be attaching himself to as a rival. I would assume it's, it's the whole Dracula thing. Oh, but boy. we haven't seen that in a couple of issues, right? Like that was, the, that was in the first issue and then that's it. So, yeah. so this, this one has more head scratchers to me, um, but I'm, I'm still more invested than Cable, which the first one I did not like at all. Yeah, I think I've read three cables now and they're not i don't know 
Uh, the, the, out of all the out of all the mutants around, he's the one who gets a solo. Yeah, I I, they got big plans for him. Again, that that for me that goes back to how the Summer family is so integral in whatever's been going on. Yeah, get that. Like, but you could have easily just given Rachel her own. Yeah, right, and probably been infinitely better off the jump. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say, oh. Imagine if we ended this podcast on talking about Empire, because th- that was trash. At oh, least with Wolverine, because we're so invested in so many different ways, we have more. Like this is the one time I have way more questions than answers. Everything else is on the cusp of something new, which is great, or finally paid off to certain things, which is great, or a giant size, which you know, we're at, fingers crossed that uh, what's her name, Lady Mastermind. Um, does something incredible because you you took a giant size to get her. Yeah, well, yeah. I took it. Well, she was in. Like I said, she she showed up in the the Empire tie-in, but she didn't really do it. like she was just there, like part of the group, right? Peppered in, yeah. She she's fighting alongside. I mean, and Thunderhawk would have been great in Wolverine Run. Like I would Thunderbird, loved. yeah. Thunderbird, my bad. Um, been playing too much Street Fighter. Uh, mm-hmm. I I I like Wolverine. I like when Wolverine has someone to actually like look. Eyes, eyes to chin to or eyes to chest to like uh, a rival or uh, a partner or something tangible there's i haven't got anything tangible yet right so i'm hoping for a big colossus or omega red or saber tooth or someone i haven't seen that he or juggernaut that he can spend a couple issues being like all right i gotta fuck this guy up for whatever reason um but if he has a plan he has a plan right yeah well it's done now but We'll see where it goes. I, they'll, we'll get like I said, o- Omega we'll Red and Dracula were both introduced in his book. So it leads me to believe that there'll be more of them. Because in the first issue, remember his first issue was like a double issue, right? Yeah. There's two different stories. So that's um, why I think... But again, to your credit, he, his a solo's not needed so far for him. Yeah, I don't think so either. You could have slotted in anybody else. and Like we could have got a Dazzler solo. Yeah, I don't know what you would have done with it, but it would have been something new and interesting. We yeah, it was something different. Solo, it's, it's nothing new. And right now, I don't think we're both interested. So, I mean, interested it's to see. Okay. It's okay. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. But compared to the rest of the titles, where we're hooked, like you're hooked on what happens in X Works next. I'm hooked yeah. to what happens to Marauders next. Like Hellions is just getting started. Like there's Hellions. New- yeah, I'm for. It's not hard to get the reader gripped in. So the fact that you took one of your best characters in Wolverine, like one of your most storied characters and kind of just cookie cuttered something that wasn't even needed. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see in the next, uh, doc, which is number seven was light, the light of X. Light be the of next X. One. So we get out of this cockroach. We're the cockroach. We'll probably put it out sometimes. I don't know. Next couple of weeks. Anyways. Yeah. We're, again, we're flying through this. We're enjoying this. Yeah. We got to catch up. And yeah. we're and it's and we enjoy it. Isn't reading it? It's recording it to anyone listening. Like we read these pretty. Like we got notes for. Like we have notes that we don't even talk about. We end yeah. up just talking about the shit we remember and like the most. Um, it's just time to record. And again, we we drop two hours easily. Yeah, we just, yeah. I think we we did right. That's because mm-hmm. like I said they're they're easy reads because they're enjoyable and they're fun to talk about after. Right? We try not to talk to. We try not to talk about them at all before we record either but yeah certain things get like i had to be like you beast and you're like i, I told you yeah <laughs> told yeah you. certain things get out but we try 
to keep it most of it. Anyways. Yeah, a, a couple of shout-outs to artists who've been double scooping those turns. Uh, those definitely got. Oh, Patrons away. Patrons away. MVPs. Ow. <laughs> <laughs>